the college football experience week two, 2023 preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by shady rays. Go to shadyrays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes. And we are also brought to you by our NBA playoff survivor challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a hundred dollar gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. For 2023 preview and draft. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Because I understand how the bastard thinks. I taught him. Now I own one. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) Oh, sir, we are here. I'm going to go ahead and say this might be the best week of the season. I'm supposed to, uh, and I'll say this, I'm supposed to be in Vegas that week at, at the Wynn Studio, or no, I mean at, at some studios, I gotta figure this out, Blue Wire Studios perhaps, but I'm contemplating, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to be home for this week to watch all these fire games. I am joined by my co-host, give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, first down. All right, and we got third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. Uh, give it up for the rooftop by PA drinking. Making tobacco road living the free lock given farmer, farmer, her name basketball league MVP. Give it up, Renzi Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? I mean, I mean, just Woo! just another day. Uh, I, I'm actually really excited for this episode because I week two. Holy shit. Pack Can it. I correct you though? What's that? Because maybe this is the best Saturday of the college football season, true, but. College football in general completely dropped the ball with weekday games this week. Mm. Uh, it is that, pathetic. They, they do that really every week, in my opinion. It's one of the things that their prehistoric mindset 
uh, you know, they don't realize that when you have 260 plus FBS or not, I'm sorry, 260 plus D one football teams, and you can't find a better way to schedule out some fucking games. Uh, we're going to talk this week is the worst by yes. far. I don't, yes. I don't know if you want to talk about it now, or if you have a plan of what you want to do, but at some point we need to discuss how bad the one weekday game is. Cause there's only one of them uh, and one FCS on a Friday, but okay. Uh, but yes, uh, we will talk about that in a second. But first, I want to talk about the Big Ten hired a new commissioner, Tony Petiti. <laughs> uh, uh, interesting. Now that every so first off, the ACC extended Jim Phillips. Almost mind-boggling. Almost mind-boggling there because he's the he's the one guy now out of all the five Power Five conferences that is the he's a former AD at Northwestern. He's the one guy without any bit of an entertainment background. The big, the big 12, the pac 12, uh, the, the, everyone else has got some type of entertainment background. And uh, Tony Petiti uh, also, he worked with the MLB network. He also worked for CBS sports. Um, I, 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 I know I could say guys, what do you think of the hire? But I mean, Never heard the name before. I'm, I, I I know, but I'm just saying it's it's a TV guy, so it's just showing the state of things. I think is everyone wants to get into some right. type of uh, a place with entertainment and marketing value for like the television networks. Yeah, I mean it's uh, I, I think for whatever reason, uh, like uh, your mark and um, who's the guy at uh, the Pac-12? Klavikov. Klavikov kind of struck it as a home run hire just because. Vegas in particular seems like a, a place that understands the sports betting, uh, you know, situation in the world right now and how important that is. And they got a guy that could take advantage of it. But then UCLA and USC said peace and yeah, made his life a little tough. That did make his life a little tough. Obviously that, that that's a huge, uh, huge. And that was in year one of his, of his job. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel Larry Scott put them in such a bad spot. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm is the ACC, the new pac 12 under Larry Scott. <laughs> Well, what has Phillips done? What what has he done in order to deserve that extension? I, I thought John Swafford did a great job, even though he was a Tar Heel. Yeah, the, as <laughs> Phil, that's Phillips's uh, predecessor. He did a great job expanding proactively before it really kind of became a thing. I don't know what Jim Jim Phillips has done to deserve anything right now. Is he seems he seems to me like the most outdated, the most out of touch commissioner there is right now, and I'm I'm concerned about the ACC partly because of him. Yeah, I agree. And I think you should be, I mean, um, ACC basketball, granted they sent Miami to the final four, but it's still some down years they're experiencing right now. You can't really necessarily blame that on him. Well, but well, and we haven't even got to the part where, you know, starting next year, the, the, what the uh, sec and big 10 will be making uh, some speculate more than double what the ACC makes. The following year, the Big Twelve will be making more than the ACC schools, and we don't know what the Pac-12 current situation. How about this though? Uh, a, a lot of people thought the Pac-12's TV deal would come out this this month, uh, as in March. Uh, I know this uh, this episode's in April, but um, it did not happen. And uh, apparently, CW Network, which also has Live Golf, but also known to have like a bunch of like fucking <laughs> like There's like like teen shows. Yeah, yeah, it's like. <laughs> But it is national, and and that that's interesting to me because they recently have new ownership and apparently they want to get into sports. Their first move is getting into live golf. Uh they're coming up to the table a little bit, so it's going to be interesting to see if the Pac-12 goes. I know people have been joking about that, but to <laughs> me, it, it's still 
I'm kind of split on this because they say, well, the PAC 12 has Silicon Valley, like Apple and stuff interested. But the problem is, is not every American has Amazon or Apple. So sure. it limits your, your accessibility essentially. So if they get something maybe through both CW, I know that it'll become a, like pe- people will use it as a pun, but <laughs> I also think like, who really cares? People laughed at Fox when Fox yeah. first got the NFL with John Madden and stuff. They're like, right. Oh, what is this? What is Fox doing? They're looking okay now. Now, obviously, it CW got a lot of work. Years. CW's got a lot of work to do. All right. I mean, but. Fox's production is still, to me, like it's still not a classic production. I know that's a, when Fox started doing it. Really? With the, with the robot. Really? I think. I think. I Fox's mean, their production, production is better is than ESPN. Their production is yeah. great now, right? The value, but the presentation isn't still. But I'm, still isn't a flavor that I love. In my it, opinion, of watching the three, like the actual. Like from the graphics they use to the camera quality to everything, I think CBS and Fox are ahead of ESPN. I think ESPN has the worst, like actual visual product, out of all three. Talking football, talking basketball, talking Both. across the board. What? Uh, well, college football, college basketball. Uh, yeah. Like one thing, it's it really stands out to me in college basketball, but yeah. but uh, definitely uh, in college football, I've always thought CBS actually might do the best job as far as like the way everything looks, the camera quality, the way it's produced. I think they do a really fucking good job. Yeah. And, and Fox would probably be number two for me. And three would be ESPN. Honestly, I don't, it's, it's all the same to me. Yeah, like, I don't really more or less. I would say Fox though, specifically, instead of like, you know, CBS having like the, the theme song and some, you know, they, they really hype up college football and the, the tradition of it. Fox seems to be like a much more like focused on being high tech focused on being like this other angle, which I don't necessarily love, but it, it is what it is. And well, it's, it, to it, me though, I'm more so talking about, and I would agree. Like I think ESPN's like college game day is better than what the big noon kickoff, right? Yeah. Yes, I agree but with that. I agree with that, but I'm talking about the film quality. Like when you, when you're watching a game, especially college, I feel like ESPN really punts on college basketball. Whereas you watch a game on CBS or Fox, they mic up the crowd so much better. Everything looks cleaner the, from the score that they're projecting out there, and not, this goes for football too. Yeah, and also I believe uh, Gus Johnson and and Joel Klatt together are better than anything ESPN has for for football. Yeah, it's, how do you think CW will keep up with uh with them? I have no idea. <laughs> it, I have no idea. I mean, talk about uh, out of the fucking blue, but I do find it compelling. We want to talk some more, but before uh, we're going to talk some more topical stuff before we get into the draft. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by shady rays. Yes. Shady rays uh, kick off the new year with new gear. That's built to last in shady rays. Yes. Cause our friends at shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and much, much more. Uh, Shady rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures. Uh, And that's not all shady rays truly offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. All right. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Look at that right there. That's what I'm saying. Say you're out there. I don't know. Maybe you're tossing the football with your son. You're not paying attention. Old Rebecca walks by. You happen to be checking out maybe some of that action. And all of a sudden he throws the football back at you, hits you right in the face while your sunglasses are on and boom, your glasses are broken. Normally you'd say, damn it. Those are expensive glasses. 
Uh, what am I going to do? Son, you got to pay attention. All right. You're going to blame it on your son. You're not going to blame it on yourself. All right. <laughs> and then, but with, with this, with this, you don't need to, you just go there. Not going to ask any questions. All right. You could be building a, cl- a tree house and your, and your sunglasses fall off and get ran over by the neighbor's lawnmower. Don't bring it in there. Boom. All right. They're not even going to ask any questions. Here's your, here's your glasses. All right. That's fantastic. All right. I don't care what you say. You can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase uh, with shady rays. You can look good and you can feel good because they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America. Patty C. Uh, look, if you don't love them, you can ex- also, you can exchange for a new pair. You can return them for free. Uh, within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com, use the promo code SGPN for 50% off of two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Yes. And also, uh, right now, we're brought to you by the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Survivor Challenge. Yes, completely free to enter. And the winner gets. $250 in cash and a hundred dollar SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app, which you can get for free in the app store and Google play store. So grab that thing today. And remember as always folks to let it ride. You're a hell of a salesman, buddy. Oh, you buying some glasses. <laughs> so you're doing right there. Thank yeah, you, buddy. I'm dialed in here. Thank you, buddy. Shady. That race. was a very dad centric ad read. Do you have something you want to tell us Colby? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. You know what I mean? It was, it's either building a, a, a tree house or you're, 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 you're throwing the old pigskin with your son. And by the way, if your son hits you with a fucking bullseye right between the eyes, you'd say, son, good throw. Yeah. <laughs> good throw. We're gonna, yeah. Do that again. All right. That's what you do. Uh, look, I want to talk about a few more things. Uh, shout out to Kai Holstein who says, what's up guys. Another week watching the best college football podcast. Yes. And remember you can watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Um, uh, but this, this is a couple things, a couple more things I noted that were intriguing to me. So we have the CW network. We got ACC extends. You got the new big 10 commission. Who knows what to make of all that stuff. Cliff Kingsbury is back with Lincoln Riley. Remember Lincoln Riley was a one time, a fifth string quarterback back up to Cliff Kingsbury, at Texas tech. Cliff Kingsbury went off to Thailand for like three months after he got fired from the Cardinals. Good and, for him. Uh, yeah, and and Lincoln uh, hanging out with these uh, badass chicks out there. You I think see he's those? got. I think he's got his, his girl. I think it was his girl. Oh, it was. But, Damn. Uh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, he brought sand to the beach. But uh, hey, I guess when you're that rich, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, though, you know, Lincoln Riley gives him a call. He's back now to USC. Remember, he had. This is the second sit at USC. He was there for a month before go before failing upwards to the NFL. <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> what do you make of the hire? Uh, offensive analyst. Yeah, the best thing about the hire was the the comments he made about Mike Leach and saying that you know Mike Leach would have loved this, even though you would have had some some colorful comments to describe it or something. But yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, it makes sense. <laughs> well, it's a page out of Nick Saban's book, which is uh, usually a good uh, good approach. You know, get offensive analyst. NFL, yeah, get yeah. the analyst. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's girlfriend, Smoke Show. I'm looking at her right now. He's a millionaire. First off, he looks like Ryan Gosling. First off, he's, he's had the, pretty much the perfect fucking life. When you consider, like, <laughs> he was like, he broke all the passing records in like mid 2000s because no one had seen the air raid. Right. <laughs> then he goes to the NFL for like three seasons, just long enough to to become rich. Started a game <laughs> for the Jets. 
So he's <laughs> actually been an NFL starting quarterback, right? <laughs> then, then he goes to college football at his alma mater. Now he did terrible, but it didn't, it didn't affect him. He, he gets fired, right? <laughs> gets, uh, goes to work for USC for a month, lives in Manhattan beach for a month, then gets hired by the NFL as a fucking head coach. Right. <laughs> and then he gets fired and they had to give him a bunch of guaranteed money. Then he goes to Thailand and now he's back in Southern California and he's like, he's not even like, he's like my age. He's like 40. It's like, what a fucking life. What a it life pays to be good looking guys. Yeah. You know, oh, that, that's, that's, that's what that's I'm saying. The same situation with me and SGPN. You know what I mean? <laughs> similar shout out to I Wee Hawk. Similarities. That's why you are the host of about eight podcasts. It's that's true. Right. It's true. I always mess these things up, but okay. Uh, Kingsbury to USC. Do you think that'll be a big impact in their offensive production? Patty C can't hurt. Yeah. I don't think it hurts. Nick, the offensive production was just fine last year and it would have been just fine without this him. is just to hang out with friends, right? Pretty much. But to, to Patty C's point. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Uh, all right. And then you got your other one. Stay in the pack. 12 final bit of news. I have here. Deion Sanders. Colorado State or in, in Colorado, not Colorado State, are preparing oh. for their uh yeah, that would have been bad. Uh preparing for their spring game where they've sold out all their all their uh you know that, that all their seating at Folsom Field, legendary stadium. But Dion uh, you know, hit went to the media saying, Why are we playing spring games against one another? We should be playing other teams. Yeah. What I do like you guys it. what do you guys think about that, Patty? See, what do you make of that? That have a fucking old school jamboree. You know, yeah. you get five teams. <laughs> Playing all against each other, yeah, right. Players are puking on the sidelines. I want fights <laughs> breaking out, right? No, but really, I think it's a good idea. No, I think it's a great awesome. idea, yeah. and I think it would pack those stadiums. What, what's wrong with some more revenue? Yeah, yeah. talk about the right opportunity now, to play uh, non-conference right. games. But go ahead, right now. What? No, I was just gonna say, right now, a lot of spring games are sparsely attended. Only. And- in, in like football crazy areas, do people pack out a spring game? Mm-hmm. And, and how so, many times are we pissed off when we see Western Carolina playing Alabama? Right? Sh- yeah. Sorry, Weehawk. I know you were, you're a Catamounts <laughs> fan, but but we're, we're we always get pissed off. And and the typical, I feel like this is traditionally like SEC ACC answer because they play the most FCS teams is well we do this this funds their their ecosystem for football and, and it, let's say that's accurate even though I, I would question I would question some of that but it, let's say that's accurate then why not just do it as our spring game every year let Northern Colorado play Deion Sanders in Colorado we give them a bunch of money and then boom we're on the way and then we can get rid of FCSs on the schedule Unless, <laughs> what do you think Alabama's going to agree to that <laughs> all right I don't know. Well, I mean, at least, yeah, um, if yeah. you were the comfortable commissioner, that sounds like a great plan because because nobody wants to see Alabama versus Citadel in November. But even if they start spring games against other FBS or FCS opponents, that doesn't mean that's going to make them alter their their real fall schedule. So that's a, I mean it's a great idea, but I, I don't see it happening. All I'm saying, is I made this case. I don't know if you guys caught a lot of the solo episodes I've been doing. I made this case because I was thinking about this. That if TV execs are really in charge, and at first you know they've caused this major realignment, which you know sucks for the the hardcore college football fans like us, but I also think it'll come full circle because I was thinking about this. So BYU and Utah don't play for a couple of years, and I think when with once again we we have four out of five conference commissioners what uh, uh, with entertainment or with TV entertainment backgrounds, um, they're gonna sit there and say wait. Oh, BYU plays Utah in a couple of years. This this drew a gigantic number. 
much better than BYU UCF. Why don't we play this one more? Yeah, we'll get TV ratings. We'll get money. And, and I feel like well, Colorado plays Nebraska, even though they're not in the same conferences. I yeah. think I think that's going to draw a much bigger number than their traditional opponents. And I think then you're going to say, oh, maybe we should play this one more. And I was thinking that it might come off full circle because of that. I mean, they do it in the NFL all the time. I don't know if, if there are uh, traditional uh, scrimmages. I know the Redskins and Steelers used to go at it every year, and and what Latrobe or whatever it was. Carlisle, and Carlisle, yeah, that was always uh, that was always fun. You know, I think Latrobe I, is where where Rolling Rock is from. Yeah, okay, Latrobe's <laughs> a, a rival to Penetrobe, right? From uh, from Office Space in Attack uh, and Penetrobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I, I think they might if TV execs are in charge, they might realize that hey, they might put the pressure on. I think the schools saying, dude. We don't want to see Samford in Alabama because your ratings aren't doing anything. And yeah. if we're gonna really, you know, if we're really changing this whole fucking sport, well, let's align it with the team that you we know ha- will give you a good number. There's a balancing act, though. It's not like Alabama's three or four out of conference games are all going to be against you know Michigan, Texas, and USC or something. True. True. So they're going to have saying, a, a and, couple of cupcakes in there. Well, they don't even sell out their own stadium when they're playing Western Carolina. Saban gets all pissed. Saying, you're not going to show up to the games. It's like, well, you're up by 57 in the second quarter. Right. Weehawk, by the way, shout out to Weehawk says spring game in uh, how do I pronounce this? Col- uh, okay. Uh, does, uh, does give us a reason to tailgate at 10 AM on what is <laughs> forecasted to be a great day this Saturday. Like, Shout like out that. to you, buddy. You are fantastic. And, and, you are the spirit of the college experience. And he said tonight's number is one twenty four and a half. Is that is that minutes long this podcast is gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. That, that's my only guess as to what that means. Tonight's number, 124 and a half. I don't know. That's I the number of ounces be, right? of beer I'm gonna drink that's tonight. That's gotta be. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna go over well, minutes well, and over <laughs> ounces. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, uh, look, let's just get into it now because we did all that. We did all that barking talked about, I think Dion's onto something there and yeah, uh, would like love it. to, would love to see some change there. Um, uh, let's, let's talk. So week two, w- before we get into uh, your, your boy picked ideas, the first pick, but before we get into that, want to talk about NC Nick's scheduling quirks. Um, I think he's got a point. <laughs> all yeah. we got is Thursday <laughs> Murray state at Louisville, a two win FCS team in state battle though. Patty C likes that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Gotta enjoy that. You know, it's uh, if nothing else, it's a chance for Murray state to take their best shot at an in-state team. Frank Beamer, Murray state, right? There you go. Obviously NFL has opening Thursday night. You know, their first game is that Thursday. Okay. Why is there not a, a, a West coast night game then? Why is there not a Friday game? What the hell is going on Friday or Wednesday? So I'm going to, I'm just looking right now at the schedule uh, for the whole week. And I see Memphis is taking on Arkansas state. That's a rivalry. They're 45 minutes apart. Put that fucking game on Tuesday or Wednesday. All right. Or Friday or Thursday. Actually, not everybody is going to be watching that NFL game. Honestly, I would rather watch Murray state Louisville. Uh, So uh, especially with the sheer heat that this week has, Yeah, this week has so much heat that you got, I mean, air force, Sam Houston state, put that on. All right, UConn, Georgia State. Put that on. You got a lot of like 
somewhat watchable games. Yeah, w- Western Michigan, Syracuse, ACC does Friday nights all the other times. Why can't you give us this game? Because we're not going to really care about this game on a Saturday. This is like this won't even make God's eye with yeah. the, the slate we got here. Yeah, I mean Dude, this Friday night Marshall at ECU oh. under the lights at Dowdy Ficklin. That'd be rivalry a game. Yeah, rivalry game. Friday night game. Come on, they're killing me here. I'm wondering if uh, if they'll change, you know, and add some stuff, uh, you know, as as we get closer to the seasons, because sometimes they oh, do that. Fingers but, crossed. But yeah, I think that's your point. And then Friday we have Stony Brook at Rhode Island, the only the only football game FCS. Um, at least it's a it's a in conference CAA matchup, but a little weak, Patty C, right? Struggling. Um, all right. Well, look, I'm trying to find the draft. There we go. I found it. Okay. Let's get to this thing. Let's talk about this. All right. I didn't get that music. Did you play the jingle? No, I'm about to. Oh, I'm okay. about to. No, okay. What's up, Nick? I was going to say, do we need to explain it again or, or come on? Yeah, I let's explain it again. Be... Let's explain it again, folks. And we're doing this. We do this. We've done this for years here at, at the college football experience, but we draft the top 30 games of the week. This is week two. We've already done week zero and week one. Go listen. Obviously, week zero was only 10 games, but go listen to those episodes. We make our case for why it is the most anticipated game and uh, and why we want to watch it the most. We go through 30 rounds. We also do an FCS, uh, FCS versus FCS game of the week. And also, we do a what the fuck game of the week, a Lou Holtz what the fuck game of the week, which is the worst matchup and why no one should watch it and why it shouldn't be televised or, or anything like that. So, pick one. We're going back to Dundee. I know what they want me to say. <laughs> I I know what they want me to say, but <laughs> to get to get out of here. All right, just get out of here. Because I uh, you know, we've got something that's reborn. We've got something that's really reborn here. Have you seen the jabs that uh Matt Rule has said? I have not. Oh. Talking about, I don't need my camera crew with me. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So week two, we get a game that should be happening on Black Friday in November. But you know, I'll take it here. But hopefully, the execs wise up to that too. I'm not going Texas, uh, Alabama, even though that was a fantastic game a year ago, and Texas got completely robbed. Uh. I'm going Nebraska, Colorado, both brand new coaches. I think they're both could be the right hires for each program. And this game, it's already gotten chippy. Uh, the, the message boards have been insane. The Nebraska fans coming <laughs> over there, creating fake Colorado accounts, talking shit. Uh, it just, it's been a lot of fun. If you've been following, uh, you know, for me, I follow those pages. So I just see the hate, right? I like watching rivalry games. So as much as Texas, Alabama might develop into a rivalry in the brand new sec next year, it ain't right now in my book. So, and to be honest, uh, let's be honest. Uh, Texas only has Texas got the same amount of national championships as Colorado does since 1970. Let's go. Uh, Nebraska at Colorado, Patty C your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is one that I, I knew was a great game. Obviously, in the '80s and '90s, developed into one of the premier rivalries in college football. It has since kind of subsided, but with both teams taking a step back. But they've been playing since the 1890s. Both teams positioned to take a big step forward, potentially. Certainly, prime time. We'll see about Rule, but his history suggests that they're going to improve under him. 
and all of a sudden this rivalry could be reborn. For Nick. Colorado, their fourth yeah. most played rivalry. Yeah, I mean, come on. They're actually tied for third. Yeah, tied for third, and it probably was first or second before all this realignment shit. Nick, what do you think of me playing Nebraska, Colorado number one? I'm not surprised that you did. This is my actually my number two, so I'm not going to argue too much. Obviously, you know you're a Colorado fan, so that's why it's your number one. But you know, last year I anointed USC as the the most must watch team in the nation. This year I'm gonna go out on a crazy limb and say Colorado. Okay, <laughs> let's go, let's go. And, look, and it doesn't hurt that it is a great rivalry going back many years. Now, the 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 argument against this being a top game is that the two teams combined for only five wins last year. Combined, they weren't bowl eligible. You, you realize uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, but uh, they, they but they they uh also West Virginia was terrible the year prior. West Virginia Pitt delivered, right? True. And I think Pitt was like seven and five that year prior, right? Or maybe no. Actually, yeah. Actually, I think Pitt might have played for the ACC championship. No, yeah. Pitt was like eleven and two that year. Yeah. But West Virginia was terrible. So on paper, that should have been a terrible game. Wasn't delivered. West Virginia was still probably five and seven that year. And do I have to mention the last two times these teams played in the Mike McIntyre slash Mel Tucker era? The Mel Tucker game in Boulder, the most recent one, went to overtime. Colorado came back from down three touchdowns. Uh, flea flicker to Katie Nixon and won it in overtime. And the year before that, with Mike McIntyre, Lavishka Chenault caught a 45 yard touchdown with about 20 seconds left in the game to win in Lincoln. Oh, those games are fucking, they delivered, even now, though they were we, terrible then. Yeah. We don't have times here. What time? Do you think this is going to be the night game and and Texas Bama is going to be three thirty? They're going to split these two games up. I think Texas Bama time did come out. I think that's an 11 a.m. kick. I think so, and, and last year wasn't Saban complaining about that last year because I think I, so. I, think, I yeah. thought I thought that time came out. I could be wrong. I could be wrong mm-hmm. here, uh, but I thought I heard that. Maybe that was last year. I'm thinking about though. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. yeah but my two websites I'm looking at still say to be announced. <laughs> Who knows if that's accurate? But anyway, it should be a, it should be a very fun game. And yeah, I mean both of the, both of these teams. There's gonna be a lot of eyes following both of them. So it's got to be if not your top one, it's got to be your top five. Of course. I mean, Colorado ranked uh, during a nine game losing streak against Nebraska, ranked in the top uh, 10 or the top seven three times during that losing streak, the top 25 six times during that losing streak. So Nebraska really like broke their heart a bunch, but last 12 games since then, six and six. Let's go. Compel- Let's go. Now, quick, one, one more thing quickly. I, I think there's a, a pretty much a top three games this week. After that, I think there it's it's so deep of a week, but I think there's going to be a lot of differences. And I think personal preferences are going to be huge this week because yeah. it's hard to argue, you know, some of these games over each other. So it's going to be a, a fun week. But okay, who's next? Joe Hackney says, "Colby, you got uh, Colorado over four and a half wins as your number one lock." No, they're not my number one <laughs> lock. I have some other ones that I'm eyeballing, but I do think. I, a, I want to see what they do because Dion said they're getting they're, they're only getting started on the portal. The portal opens up this Saturday again, right? And uh, I I think they're going to be super aggressive trying to bring guys in. But I I know the offense is going to be fine. It's the defense that's concerning. So uh, I I do think you know they can be. Oh yeah, I like the over on that. But I also think uh, I want to see before it becomes lockworthy. I need to see what they do in the portal. Um, 
Nick, it bounces to you. Well, I'll be Captain Obvious. I think you have to pick Texas, Alabama here. Yeah. There, there's some other great ones, but this was a, a great 20 to 19 game last year. There was a bullshit call. Alabama was very fortunate to get out of that game. You know, Texas had the, the injured quarterback. What bullshit was, uh, what calls is, plural. Plural. Yeah, well, yeah, especially yeah. the was it the safety call? Yeah, Bryce Young I mean, definitely was, gets a safety in the end zone, but also Bama gets a touchdown on a drive where, or, or sorry, I think uh, Texas had to settle for a field goal on a run uh, to Bijan Robinson, where he gets clearly face masked mm. uh, and they miss it in a critical part of the game in the fourth quarter where they went to tie it up, where they could have been taking the lead. If that's an automatic first down inside the 10, I think we could all say that Texas was the better team that day. They should have won, but Hey, sometimes that happens. So when Ewers got knocked here. down at halftime too, yeah, in the first right. half. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick put his curse on there saying, uh, I think it's safe to say that we won't see a repeat Heisman trophy winner. Now, granted we didn't, but uh, that uh, encouraged Bryce young to put on a m- magic show and pull that comeback. He's That's not right. there this year. Uh, is it uh, who is it? Is it Jalen Milrow? Is that the they uh, have, well? They have. Uh, th- that's one of the great the great questions going into this offseason Is you know, and I, I just did a show on it yesterday, folks. If if you're tuning in right now to the College Football Experience, go check out the episode I did yesterday on all the quarterback battles. But Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow. I think everyone thought it was going to be Ty Simpson, but Milrow much more of the runner running quarterback. And I think once. Uh, Bill O'Brien departed, which I think that he was kind of forced out they, when they brought in uh, what's this guy, Tommy Reese. I think that was kind of shocking to everyone. And I wonder, cause Notre Dame was like a run first team. Maybe Milrow could be the starter. Then Simpson's the more, I, I think known as the better passer. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch, but then also to Joe Hackney's point, I mean, if you needed anything else to make this game more interesting, throw in a Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Although I was, I was listening, I was doing some homework on this battle on all these, uh, all these schools. I covered all the power five yesterday on quarterback battles and a few group of fives. I think from what I understand, you were got a quite, got quite the lead on, uh, on Manning from what I understand right now. That's what, that's what I heard. Who knows? Who knows? You never know the shit that you're seeing. Yeah. You never know you know, the shit that you're reading and stuff like that. But, but here's what I found fascinating about in general, a at Texas, but uh, in general, the whole sec, pretty much every school with the exception of what Kentucky with Devin Leary, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler, Arkansas with KJ Jefferson, every other school has major quarterback battles going on. You really think LSU is a major quarterback battle. I listened to most of your podcast. I mean, it's gotta be Daniels. I don't know. I heard I heard speculation that like Nussmeyer is more of what Brian Brian Kelly actually like likes Nussmeyer's upside better because Daniels had some games where he was absolute ass. That Arkansas game stands out, but he had some games where he also was really good. The Bama game. Um, I don't know. And I I I, I was saying on the pod that I think they need to. Uh, he's probably going to manage it where he names Daniels the starter, but I, and Kelly's notorious for using two QBs, by the way, he yeah. did it at every fucking stop central Michigan. Go back to central Michigan, go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, he is notorious for playing multiple now, quarterbacks. Is it a, uh, a, a Steve Spurrier thing where he, he's benching quarterbacks yeah. constantly, yeah. or is he just rotating them out of strategy? No, I, I, I think he's it's benching. Yeah. Benching. I think it's bad. Be- I mean, I think it's benching, but anyway, uh, it, it's going to be fascinating too. Cause whoever loses these battles, like I heard 
Spencer Sanders, even uh, today I was, I was uh, listening to some old miss stuff and that Spencer Sanders is behind Jackson dart, which surprised right. me because Spencer Sanders has got like a hundred starts. Yeah. So and, but, it's, and it's not like dart looked good last year. But, but what that we're does probably though, going going off on a tangent here, but yeah. What, but what that does is the portal is going to be batshit crazy again because quarterbacks don't stay. Quarterbacks leave every time, and so I expect you know Spencer Sanders or whoever to end up uh, you know elsewhere. But anyway, yeah. I have, I feel like the SEC has all these compelling uh, storylines going on with quarterback battles specifically True. more than any other conference. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, uh, I'll say this real quick. Uh, you know, I, I, I looked at um uh not um uh, not Manning, but um God, I'm drawing Quinn a blank. Ewers. Ewers. Well, more of an athlete than I thought he was. You know, showed some athleticism. So if that's something he has going for him on top of that nice arm, then yeah, I mean, and the experience. He really showed out against against Alabama, but as good as Hudson Card was, you know, even in, as a backup stepping in, he did a decent job. But having a guy like Manning there is a difference maker potentially too. That could be, you know, that, that could end up factoring in that game. I would sure. say Ewers had an underwhelming freshman season. Now get cut him some slack. He was R- a freshman Redshirt freshman Redshirt from Redshirt. He, he Red, took, yeah. he took $1.3 million or something from Ohio state for taking <laughs> that, one snap and kneeling it. Very <laughs> true. But overall I'd say he was a little underwhelming last year. Yeah. Shout out to Dustin Weezer says quarterbacks are the private school pussies of the NCAA football. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Anyway, let's uh, let's let's hop over uh, Texas Alabama. Obviously, a big game last year was fantastic. You have the Sark angle. Used to coach for Saban, uh, and then you know uh, I feel like just a future SEC matchup. So pretty pretty intriguing game. Um, Patty C. You know, Nick said three really obvious games. To me, there were two, and really there was that game, and then anything else could be considered fair game as far as mm, the rest of the slate. I have one fair, more. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Am I, I missing I, something? I'm guessing I think Colby and I are probably thinking the same one here. Is, A&M is a little Miami? bit no. No. <laughs> no. What are we talking about? No. Cyhawk. Where is this? Cyhawk. Battle of the Cyhawk. Iowa Iowa State. Where is, uh, I didn't even I, see I, that I on the I was sleep. considering something different. I was considering a, you know, a Pac-12 champion against a team that won 12 games 2 years ago. Well, that, that's true. My too. point is proven. We all three uh, yeah. chose different. Texas yeah, A&M Miami. No, I was yeah, just, I, far they, they, they were like Colorado, Nebraska. So yeah. there's no rivalry, both right. teams w- losing records last year. I agree. Year. I don't think yeah, it's that's that not in my top 10 amazing of yeah. a game. I was just, it's the names, you know, I'm trying to look at a game that might be like, okay, that the names of those teams make that a game that stands I love above the, Cy-Hawk, the rest. The Cyhawk game. Like yeah. Who the hell are you picking, Patty C? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna. Pff, I wouldn't necessarily go with that game. Um, I'm more compelled with. Um, I think Ole Miss Tulane is compelling. Yeah, is that what you're going with? I think I'm gonna go with your pick. Yeah, that'll be my pick because oh. Ole Miss at Tulane. You talk about a game that uh, I mean, obviously, it would take a lot for Tulane to uh, to to get to the playoff. If, uh, you know, Cincinnati had a. A similar year to, I mean, what did Cincinnati go thirteen and no and lose a close game to Georgia in the uh, Peach Bowl? But here we have uh, 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 Tulane beat USC, who 
you know, one week before one game before was a lock for the playoff before they choked it up against Utah. So that's a huge win for Tulane. That should start them in what they should start the season. And Pratt, as, Pratt elected to come back. Pratt's could have got back. money elsewhere. Could have yep. got money elsewhere. If they, Tulane, not only did they finish the season beating USC, their last three wins. First off, they won 12 games last year. They closed the year beating Cincinnati, UCF and USC. And that's they beat, a hell of a three game run. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And they beat Kansas state who won the big 12 earlier in the year. Yeah. 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 Huge. If Pretty that team starts year. in the top 12 and runs the table and has a win over say like a nine or 10 win Ole Miss a team at the end of the year, they had, that's a major resume that has to be considered for the playoff. This game has huge implications. If they're anywhere than well, near also, the team they were last year, I also think you should highlight the fact that the SEC traditionally never goes on the on the road to these group of five teams. When they do, a lot of times they lose. I know you could say Vandy at Hawaii, okay, that one works, but Missouri when he went when they went to Wyoming, uh, I feel like stands out in my mind. There's a few others, Mississippi State at Memphis, uh, they they don't do it that often. So when it happens, it's it's awesome to see. And yeah. you know, we want to see more of these from other conferences. I, I've heard other podcasts where they say, what are you doing ACC or PAC 12? I'm like, dude, we want to see the, I love the fact they're going into Tulane. Uh, I think, to I think we've Miss. said yeah. that before too, though. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. True. Because I mean, well, to be yes, fair. Do we, yeah. Do we want to see it more? Definitely. But when you see half of college football not doing it, then you, you do kind of think like, why would you put yourself in this situation? <laughs> do we like it? Yes. Is it yes. smart? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's right. really that's the reality. So uh, great, great game. Maybe played a little too early. Could but be. I, I do think it's a fun one. Well, do you know the history? Uh, like Tulane used to be in the SEC, right? There's that angle too. This is a, this is a game that goes oh, what, back no, freaking fifties or something. Come on, who? Uh, who's, <laughs> they first played in 1893. So you add that thing. I like all right? it. You add, they've had 72 meetings, dude. 72. This isn't there's no, regional flavor yeah. here. It is a border battle. Let's be honest. And uh, Tulane, you know, talk about a team that has huge upside. New Orleans, one of the most talented football cities in the country for high school football. Tulane is a, a sleeping giant. They've let LSU own that state for God knows how long. Tulane on the come up. And I think Michael Pratt staying says something, man. I know Spears, Spears is gone, but Willie Willie Fritz staying too. Remember, Georgia Tech was ready, and he said, "You know what? I'm staying in New Orleans. I want to stay in New Orleans the rest the rest of my my coaching career. Let's go, I Green mean, Wave!" If LSU gets to play in the national championship in New Orleans every four years, what if Tulane took their spot? It'd be practically <laughs> a home game. I don't know. It's easy to see a tide turn. Too, but <laughs> you know. All right. Um, Interesting game. Before I get to the next game, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite MLB, NHL, and NBA daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N. All right. Now I think it bounces. Uh, I think it bounces uh, back to you, buddy. Yeah. I'm just trying to, the soundboard made some major adjustments. So it's always, it's always a little tricky to the muscle uh, memory is all jammed up. Yeah, It really is. Um, especially when I had, so I had tide turn there. 
Um, <laughs> I have EC, weak heart ECU there. Uh, hippie Olympics <laughs> there. Okay, here we go. I mean, we just touched on this. You know what I'm doing here. Iowa, Iowa State. It's perfect. It's perfect. You know, it's just a perfect rivalry. Cyhawk Trophy. I actually would like it later in the year as well, but it is what it is. Uh, so, how uh, many times have Campbell and Ference uh, faced off at this point? Six times. Six times. Campbell and started off zero and five until he won last year. Some really close losses, win. though. He had some really fucking close losses. He had like an eight-hour lightning delay where they <laughs> where they were winning, and then when that when that eight hours was done, then. It, it, uh, I ends up like making some crazy uh, comeback and winning the game. Well, yeah, to your point, the last five games have all been decided by ten points or fewer. And you got to remember, he got his he got his first win last year. A terrible year for him last year, even though they they seem to lose every game close except that one. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated by the matchup. Uh, I I want to watch this every single year. Nick, your thoughts on 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 Iowa Iowa State. So I had this. Uh, I I had one other game above this one, but it is it's a game that seems to deliver every year. Uh, you know the proximity in state battle. You know they're they're usually roughly at the same level. You know Iowa has probably is a notch above as far as you know winning more games most years, but talent is pretty damn equal, and it seems to be a, a close game every year, and it is a big time rivalry. So yep, I like it. You gotta love it. Look, they've been playing it since 1894. It's absolutely fantastic. The Cyhawk Trophy going on. Patty C, what do you make of uh, of the battle of Iowa and Iowa State? Well, I mean, it's t- it took a Harbaugh loss to uh, Ohio State six times before winning the last two. Mm. So Campbell ahead of schedule compared to Harbaugh. Could he make <laughs> it two in a row? Potentially. Could we see the tide turning on this rivalry? Potentially. Who is the better coach, Matt Campbell or Kirk Ferentz? Ooh. I think you got to go Ferentz, but I, I, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, Campbell, give him like, ten, he's a lot younger. He's like 20 years younger than, than Ferentz. I'm not talking yeah. about who's proven more in their career. I'm talking about if you had a, have a coach win a game for you this year. Oh man. Campbell well, Ferentz is five and one against Campbell. So true. But Campbell also came into arguably True. the worst power five program and made them, they just yeah. played for the big 12 championship. And Ferentz two years had ago. 20 yeah. years prior to that to fine tune <laughs> his system. That might help a little well, no, bit, but, but Hayden Fry was at Iowa for a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. he That's stepped saying, into that, a better situation, yeah, but yeah. also to implement your own culture yeah. is something Kirk Ferentz had already done for a long time. Uh, Justin Lisa, not a fan of Iowa football. It's it, it appears. Oh, I love <laughs> Iowa football. All right. Best I, offensive coordinator in all of football. Yeah. Look, I there to me, look, people like to see Texas Tech's offense high powered, scored 70, especially the Kingsbury era. They'd score they'd score uh, 65 and they but they lose the game. Uh I'd much rather watch a classic like last year's <laughs> South Dakota State game. Remember that? Remember that two safeties in a field goal? <laughs> Dude, watching one, a team keep another team inside their own 20 yard line and for the I, entire I was punter game. incredible to watch. That guy was incredible. Yeah. Like every punt going like to the one yard line and bouncing perfectly up in the air. And not being able to score yeah. from inside the 20 when they get the ball back. Yeah, it's but fascinating. Getting a defensive it's, touchdown. <laughs> and look, they got Cade McNamara, Eric all coming in. They actually went and hit the portal and got better. Uh Spencer Petrus, NC Nick's boy. Uh, not going to be at the helm. Uh, so I, I, I'm all about this game. All right, Nick, 
Man, I got a lot of local flavor sprinkled all up and down my list here, but I can't get to it quite yet because the game I alluded to earlier, Utah at Baylor. Like, I mean, we we love longtime rivalries where they've played each other 60, 70, 80, 100 times. It's also kind of fun where you have teams that have never played each other. And Is Utah and Baylor here? have never played before. Oh. Wow. And you do have the reigning Pac 12 champ, just one, what? Double digit games this two year. Two time, two time Pac 12 champ. That's right. Yeah. And then just two years ago, Baylor won 12 games and won the Big 12. And I think it, one of the interesting things here, it is a road game for Utah, but week one, they have Florida coming to Salt Lake City. Kai's going to be at this game, by the way. Kai- nice. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you, well, you, let me finish that point yeah. there. So, and then, um, Baylor has Texas state week one. So, so what's better to have like a big challenge week one to get you ready for week two? Or do you think Utah is going to be a little fatigued after playing an oh. sec opponent? I don't know. I think it's tough. You you're going to have that win. It's a revenge game too. When you add that to, to Utah's side, I think it's yeah. tough for the next week. And that's the PAC 12 scheduling. Look, they play a nine game conference schedule and then you have Florida and Baylor. That's insane. That's a, that's a crazy way to start your year. So let's say Utah beats Florida opening up, which I think we all assume they will. They're going to be celebrating some, and then they got a tough road trip at Baylor. That's a little tough little, you know, tough little situation for them to have to uh, go on the road too. We circle uh, Utah's schedule every year and say, you know, it's probably this that's going to keep them out of the playoff. And it is every time <laughs> it's, it is what we think yeah, it's going to be. We're, we're spot on each, each and every year, <laughs> right. each and every year, because it's like, I oh, know that they'll, it doesn't they'll trip take up. a rocket scientist to figure out beating Florida and Baylor back to back. Ain't easy. Yeah. Well, no, that, that, then other conferences, ah, oh, you know, they couldn't get it done. They always blow it. It's like, Hey, well, what the fuck they're playing at 11 power fives. There's only yeah, probably it, five schools in the nation doing that from a gambling perspective. I think it was Utah laying eight against Florida. And I, and I think last week we all chose, you know, if we had to, we would lay the point. So let's say they beat Florida by double digits. And then let's say Utah is sla- is favored by more than a touchdown against Baylor. Cause Baylor just went six, six and seven last year. I love the home dog spot with Baylor. If that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a big number. Baylor's six got or a, seven. a QB yeah. battle going on themselves. Sawyer Robertson coming in from, uh, from Mississippi state. And they still have Blake Shapin from from the he he won them the Big Twelve Championship two years ago as a starter. So Dave Aranda versus uh Whittingham. Whittingham. Defense will be played. I like it. I like it. Patty C, you're on the clock. <laughs> Laugh it up. Laugh it up. I like a big name matchup. I like a big name <laughs> matchup. <laughs> and both of these teams, well, at least one of them showed some upside last year. Uh, I am going uh, Texas A&M at Miami. Wait, who showed the upside last year? A&M when they beat LSU, <laughs> who won? Uh, if they I'm almost not lost to UMass the week before. Uh, the Pac to or the SEC West, which is for a long time considered the hardest conference in college football, if I'm not mistaken. The division, the what? A division, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, beating SEC the division West? champ of yeah. the hardest division in college football is is upside. I would consider sure, that. but they almost lost to UMass the week before. Remember, we were sweating out a ten three game <laughs> Look, late in the fourth. JFK, yeah, there's the JFK a lot of built is, is up lit. animosity there. So Texas A and M, Miami, Florida. Uh, Look, this is an interesting game because the pressure for both coaches. Um, 
I was thinking about this on my pod yesterday that I was doing was a and M most likely is going to be starting a statue, which Bobby Petrino doesn't really have a lot of experience in his offense is starting just like a drop back quarterback. Yeah, if, he had like Brom, Brian Brom back in the day at Western Kentucky. No, at uh, Louisville. He had Brian Brom. Yeah, I think way back, and they they threw yeah. the ball around pretty well. Uh, but it's been a while. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who, who do you have? He had uh, well, most recently he had the Utah transfer Jason Shelley. Yeah, uh, mobile quarterback. He had that. Then he had Malik Cunningham for a year, and Juwan Pass before that, who's in the XFL now. Yeah, and before that, Lamar Jackson. Mm. So he's had mobile quarterbacks for quite a while. Yeah. Um. That'll be interesting to see, but then you have the Miami situation. Jake Garcia transfers out to Missouri and you know, they, all their coaches are gone from last year. So it's almost like year one again for continuity, I would say for the hurricanes. Um, yeah. Although maybe addition by subtraction from the coaching staff, he, well, one of them, Nick Saban hired. So I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know Not if necessarily that's a good yeah. sign for old Cristobal there. Uh, but that, Nick, what do you make of Texas? I, I had the game outside my top 10. I had a number 11 on paper. It sounds great, right? Texas A&M at Miami. That sounds great. But then you realize that it's two, five and seven teams from last year. Neither of them went bowling. The game from last year was 17 to nine at A&M A&M one. That game kind of sucked. I mean, it was just, it, it was bad football. So it's somewhat appealing, but I think there's better games. Dude, the, Miami sucked so bad. I mean, looking at their schedule right now, I feel A and M sucked too. A and M was pretty awful. Dude. I went and saw them live, dude, and live even in the crowd. Shout out to their fans for still showing up and packing the place. But damn, was it hard to watch, man? It was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a play based on names, you know, and and the and the promise of upside based on recruiting rankings, et cetera. They're both top ten <laughs> recruiting ranking teams that usually. You know, means that there's quality well, the there. Co- no, the, the the hot seat angle is fascinating to me. I, I look, I know they're not going to pull the plug on Cristobal probably this year, but you never know with the, how much money John Reese spends. Yeah. Uh, Buy his ass out yeah, right away. If I, Urban Meyer's willing to walk in the door, yeah, or something. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, and but with Jimbo, certainly with the way Texas A&M spends, so it is fascinating in that regard. But or yeah, Lane Kiffin or something. I had it further down, but uh, th- enough, they've only enough. played four times. It's tied two two the series, so. Whoever wins this is going to have the, the upper hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. It bounces back to your boy Dundee. And I see some out there that are just fantastic. All right. Fantastic. Um, there's one that just, I'm sorry. Call me, call me a hipster Colby. There's one that just jumps out to me. And I'm going to steal it from NC Nick. Oh, you son of a because bitch. well, the last time we saw this game, it was absolutely disgusting for defensive coordinators. It was absolutely disgusting, defensive coordinator wise. But the game prior to that in Chapel Hill was a barn burner, where App State, I think, did they block a game-winning field goal to win the game? Uh, much like Michigan, wasn't no, it? No, they won no? 34-31 in a close game. I don't think I thought they blocked field UNC's field goal. I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know. Right. I, w- I was, see, I was actually in Boone watching that game at a local bar. I was yeah. pretty hammered. That, that, but that, the bar that, was that going makes nuts. complete sense then. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm taking you to Appalachian state at North Carolina. Yeah. What people don't know also is that Mac Brown has coached both programs. Been the head football coach, both programs Mo- multiple times <laughs> at North Carolina. Might I add, uh, 
Give me App State at North Carolina. You know I like a chance for for the 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 you know the little school to fuck up the big school. Give I mean th- th- Nick, talk to me about this game. It is a great game. I mean, last year, if you liked offense, it was your game. It was the final score was sixty three to sixty one, dude. Ooh. App State scored forty points in the fourth quarter and lost. That was and, the and most entertaining fourth dude, quarter I've ever seen. Do you remember seen. how open on the two point conversion? Do you remember how open they were going to win the game? What, he just air mail. Yes, yeah. air, it was like the it was like Maryland Ohio State. Yeah, yeah Tyrone yeah. Pergome just shit yeah. the bed. Right. Yeah. There was a total of sixty two fourth quarter points scored, and somehow App State blew that and UNC won. But it it, it was a wild roller coaster game, man, and. I don't know if what we'll quite have that crazy of a game this time, but it seems like whenever these two schools play, it's close. It's fun. It is a nice little rivalry because you got the, the folks from the mountains coming up against you know, the wine and cheese crowd. No, it, look, 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 can I give a shout out to the state of North Carolina? Because the fact that ECU and app state, and, and I feel like even Charlotte gets games against the other schools. I wish every state would do this. How many times do we see? I mean, we, we talk about it with Texas never schedules Houston, right? Yeah. Uh, we talk about it with Tennessee never schedules Memphis, right? And there's so many of these shout out to the state of North Carolina because these games it, are fucking state awesome. Of Virginia does yeah. a good, does a good job too, mixing in, you know, the, the G five and P five schools playing each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Ohio state just barely ever play, they play yeah. Cincy. I guess they played recent more recently than like Memphis and Tennessee, but you know, there's a lot of school like UCF's barely played uh, Florida and, and Miami before. And when it happened, it was like a bowl game, you know, recently, yeah. like no, most of the time, they don't want the big schools try the to duck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to the great state of North Carolina. Patty, see, what do you make of app state North Carolina? I do like that. I mean, when you talk about last year, both of these teams, probably better than their records indicate uh, of, of Nebraska, uh, Appalachian state, six and six record. Uh, five of the six losses by <laughs> one touchdown. Also beat Texas A and M at Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. Big win. Of course, lost to JMU uh, as you would expect. But uh, <laughs> North Carolina, uh, meanwhile, uh, three of their five losses by one touchdown or less, including a one-point loss against Oregon in the bowl game, double overtime loss against NC State. So North Carolina. Yeah, you know, a loss yeah. to Notre Dame. They're a pretty good team. How uh, how good is North Carolina? What was last year? Uh, uh, and then they got Phil Longo's like gone. You said, Drake May. They got Drake May, who might be the first pick of the draft uh, the following year. People say, but they also said that about Sam Howell uh, two years before he went to the draft. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Phil Longo's gone. Who knows? You know, I think that offense will still fly, but we'll see. Nick, uh, you think you think North Carolina will be a contender in the ACC this year? Uh, probably not. I think, they I think they're a notch the below. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no difference the, to me between like North Carolina and Florida state. Sure. I, I would imagine like, yeah. UNC it goes, probably goes eight and four. So yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and at eight and four, they could be a, a contender. So, so strike what I said. Yes, they are a contender in the ACC. They were going <laughs> to come for you because they know you're a Duke fan. They know you're a Duke <laughs> fan. Save some credibility there. NC Nick, where are you going next? I love. We'll just stay right in the same state here because we have another fun game in North Carolina, and this is Notre Dame at NC State. Colby, do you remember the last time Notre Dame traveled to Raleigh? Uh, did they lose? Yes, it was in, in the a rain. Freaking, That's what I thought. A, right? In Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. <laughs> they lost ten to three in 
you have to go. If, if people aren't familiar with this game, go, you know, Google it or YouTube or whatever. It was a great game in like crazy rainstorms. Both teams combined didn't football, hit a hundred yards passing football, and, baby. And listen to uh, Brian Kelly's uh, interview afterwards. It's, it's pretty amusing. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so not only do you have a you know that was a, a fun game, but but this year you got Hartman versus Armstrong. You have two of the biggest transfer quarterbacks at new schools, so I think that adds some intrigue. So yeah, give me Notre Dame at NC State. Patty C, what do you make of Notre Dame? This is uh, didn't Lou Holtz coach for both? Uh it could be. I don't. Uh, I'm not super yes. familiar with. Uh, was he at NC right. State? Nice, yes. good pull. There we go. Uh, I would say that North Carolina State is probably one of the very few teams that has a winning record all time against Notre Dame. Uh, two and one, um, according to Sports Reference. Like you said, only played three times. First game, oh. two thousand three. Let's go. Uh, do I have to root for State here just to have this prevail? <laughs> Notre <laughs> Dame, I'm sure, wants to erase that stat. Um, man. They did get the win last time in South Bend. How often does North uh, uh, Notre Dame have to go down to? Because uh, didn't they play Clemson in a freaking like uh, hurricane too? Well, all those schools—that's what they have. Hey, they should be lucky that they're in the ACC, but not in the ACC. Right. That's what's hilarious. They don't have to split their revenue. On, like, they're laughing at Florida State and Clemson, being like, "We're we're sort of in the, NC, in the ACC, but guess what? We make way more money than you. Uh, they have the best deal in all the sports subs say." Um, um, it's a good game. What do you think the upside about the what is the ceiling for both these teams? Notre Dame's interesting double, to me. Double digit wins? Yeah, probably. I mean, NC State, you know, they they've never you we talk about how crazy the ACC's been. We've seen ACC championships with Boston College and Wake Forest and Georgia Tech and you know, who who's Virginia's made it. You know, Duke Duke's yeah, made it. Everyone has made it except NC State. Pitt's made it. <laughs> Wake Forest has made it. Clemson, Florida State, <laughs> Boston College. The one school, Syracuse, and 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 uh, well, Syracuse we understand, but NC State has way, has had way more talent than Syracuse. Uh, so you know they're pretenders. Folks, this is yeah. a, a subtle jab here. If you're not listening on YouTube, Colby is wearing his ECU shirt. Oh yeah, oh State. yeah, baby, let's go. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing NC State, probably not a playoff team, but a potential ACC winner. So Orange Bowl. I imagine Notre Dame since they. I believe can take that spot. Who knows? This could be for a spot in the orange bowl. There you go. There you go. All right. Patty C it jumps to you. You know, I'm tempted to do another Sunbelt ACC matchup, just like we did a couple picks ago. And there is a good one. Uh, there is a talking. good one. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna spare the fans. I'm gonna give them a game that our national audience probably wants to uh see most, and that would be Oklahoma State traveling to Arizona State. Ooh, ooh, ooh he's going man. to Tempe. Pat, Patty sees your wild card, isn't he? <laughs> Look, I, I'm not talking about Arizona State having a great year last year. I'm talking about two programs that for a long time have been. I mean, uh, I, I, you guys act like these programs don't back bounce back from a bad year pretty quickly. It happens routinely. That's what makes them the programs they are. Right. Uh, this is an interesting one because of the quarterback situation for both teams. Arizona State drew Pine, the Notre Dame transfer. Uh, also, uh, Jacob Conover, a BYU transfer, and then they went out and got the the NIL. Uh, the, the the guy with no, the NIL didn't come through. The first the first national story of uh, the Florida Gators not being able to pay Jaden Rashada. He ends up at Arizona <laughs> State, where his father played, and taking on Oklahoma State, where you know. 
speaking of father's play there, they have Garrett Gun- or uh, they have Gunner Gundy. Whew. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think, from what I understand, Man. he's down the he's down the totem pole here. I'd hope they, so. They had Alan Bowman transfer, who used to start at Texas Tech, then went to Michigan to back up a slew of quarterbacks with Jim Harbaugh, and also I'm hearing the redshirt freshman Garrett Wrangle is. Wrangle. I I think he's actually the one that is in the lead right now. Yeah, but. Interesting that Didn't you have Bowman have that huge arm. Wasn't he a big arm? Dude, Bowman at, at Texas Tech had some monster games. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I didn't realize he went to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, he was a backup at Michigan, just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this game's interesting, Nick. What do you make of uh, Oklahoma State, Arizona State? Dude, honestly, this was further down for me. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't have that much appeal. Big, is this Big Twelve hater? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like. Oklahoma State's had some success recently, but what what is Arizona State? Arizona State is like the the very 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 average. Uh, there's I had probably have six games above this. They're two and two all time. Only played four times. Another rubber match. Colby yeah. loves his rubber matches. I mean, two years ago, Herm Edwards had him at eight and five. Herm Edwards had him at eight and five four years ago. So basically, the last two full seasons prior to last year. They were eight and five. That's a good program. Sure, shit hit the fan for Herm last year, and they went three and nine. Well, they were giving away his fucking playbooks. Yeah, I mean that was a disaster. (laughs) Like, let's act like this program lives up to its normal standard here. Then this is a damn good game, and who knows? This could have New Year's Day impact here. I don't know about all that. I mean, uh, Oklahoma State should be considered a contender for the uh, Big Twelve in any given year. I don't you know. know if you if you saw them them play football without Spencer Sanders last year, you might take that back. <laughs> so well, I, it's a new year. Yeah. The, you know, the quarterback situation is probably going to be better this year than last year. But man, they looked bad without Sanders. Fair, all fair. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't go in another direction. Uh, as I, I thought you would have played a little Northeast battle or somewhat. Midwest and Northeast, but you didn't. And I, 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 I want to play it, but I'm actually kind of intrigued by another matchup. I'm going to take you. I'm going to let's stay in the Big Twelve. I think this is a, a bigger and better game. Under the radar last year was the fact that in year one for Joey McGuire, where they started a lot of youth. Well, that's a good game. They started a lot of youth in year one. He went the youth route. They went eight and five. Eight and five in year one. I mean, the win total was like four and a half. He smashed that over. They beat Oklahoma and Texas in the same season, which hasn't happened in a fucking long time. You go back and look at uh, you know some of those games. I feel like they were in it in a lot of those games. I, I'm I, there's some hype around Texas Tech right now. They have two good quarterbacks, Tyler Shuck, and. Uh, What's the other guy's name? Met, uh, what's uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Is uh, Morton Baron Morton? Um, I, I'm just I, I think this is a dangerous game for the Oregon Ducks coming into Lubbock. This place is going to be absolutely fucking lit. Oregon's got a lot of hype. Kenny Dillingham's gone. Bo Nix, Dan Lanning, year two in Lubbock. Nick, what do you make of this one? I think it is a fun game. I, I I do rank it higher, much higher than Oklahoma State, Arizona State. It's kind of an odd game. Like you know, like why are these teams playing each other? It doesn't seem to be, to make complete sense. You know, future Big Twelve or matchup, geographically <laughs> or anything. But uh, o- Oregon always challenges themselves at a conference, whether it's Georgia last year, Ohio State the year before, Auburn the year before that. 
So I'm not surprised that, that again, they're on the road challenging themselves. It is a dangerous game for the ducks because I think Texas tech is better than what a lot of people think. And it is going to be a hostile raucous crowd. So I still had a couple other games picked higher, which I, and I, I know I'm going next. So I'll tell you at least one of them, B- but big 12 uh, hater. It's a good game. Uh, Patty C. What do you make of Oregon traveling to Lubbock again? Maybe a little slow on the appreciation of Joey McGuire. He did surprise me with that. Well, the, I think the most surprising thing was how good their defense was. They yeah, were they, a good defensive team. They last were year. A, yeah. a legitimate team last yeah. year. Uh, now, prior to that, though, a seven and six year under Matt Wells and Sonny Cumbie. But um, Cliffs Kingsbury, uh, uh, five losing seasons in six years. Um and the the one winning season was seven and six. Matt Wells had two losing seasons. So this is the most so, wins they've had since Leach last year. In yeah, year one they have been yeah. a shitty program and Oregon's been a good a good program. I'm expecting an ass kicking here. That's really? why I don't have this no, game that I, high. I I think I think I actually think Texas Tech is a very live dog in this game. Uh, they could be. That look just because it is in Lubbock that is a huge factor. But if I'm playing these two teams on a neutral field, give me Oregon by. Nine and a half, ten. Not this year. Not th- not going into this year. We'll ne- see. I uh, mean, look, are we just again? You guys, short memories. You're all you're remembering is last year. Like th- these are two programs that have been doing this for more than last year. Uh, this team sucked ass for like a decade, and then they've only seen one year of Joey McGuire. We've only seen one year of Dan Lanning. Might I add, Dan Lanning reaping the benefits of having some great talent there from Mario Cristobal. Sure, but guess what's still there. Great talent. True. True. Nick. Well, you might call me a Big Twelve hater, but I'm just picking Big Twelve games. I went Texas, Alabama. <laughs> I picked I picked Utah Baylor. Well, and here's another Texas, one. Texas Alabama's an SEC game in twelve months. Whatever. But <laughs> uh, well, and here's one with a new Big Twelve member. Dude, are you guys sleeping on UCF at Boise? That's a good game. Oh, that game's Come great. on, yeah. that game's great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we saw it as a, as it opened the season in 2021. It was a, it was a nice UCF comeback for the win. And oh, I would that say that, that these killing. two programs have probably come the furthest in the shortest amount of time. I, I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised. I'm taking this at pick uh, whatever pick this is, ten or eleven or twelve or something. This should be Friday night. I would, I would love it Friday night. I would true. Good ECU point, Marshall goes right into this one. Come on. Like you it. load up ECU Marshall four o'clock West kick. Then you go right into UCF at Boise. This game's actually awesome. This game's all yeah. two, na- two national champions <laughs> in the past 20 years. Um, in my opinion, any, and you know, you'd rather watch Oklahoma state, Arizona state. Hey, no you thing. guys saw that, right? Uh, Utah. Utah getting uh, claiming that 2008 national championship Boom. as they should. <laughs> all right. Beat Bama, is. beat Bama by more points than Fl- Florida. Won the national championship that year. Went thirteen and one, or twelve and one. Yeah. And Honestly, the national championships claimed back in like the fifties and forties by some of these teams are ridiculous. Have so much if you less look stock into those. Then, uh, dude, uh, uh, go to the nineteen seventy. Yeah. Texas loses to Notre Dame in the. They didn't. It was the national championship, but it wasn't called the national championship because of their bowl games. Yeah. Right. Notre Dame beats them. Notre Dame has the same record, one and two. Texas loses the game and still claims the national championship. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Fucking absolutely ridiculous. UCF Boise. Fantastic game. I'm still heartbroken that Bachmeyer threw that pick because they were driving to win that game yeah. in Orlando. Cannot wait to watch this one. You're right. This one should be higher. I fucked up on this one. This one should yeah, be higher. Yeah. Patty C. 
Um, now we're going to have some mobile quarterbacks here. Tailing green, John rice Plumley's back, right? Rice Plumley. They also have Timmy McLean, the, the South Florida transfer. They're battling it out in Orlando right now. This is a, this would be an amazing Friday night, you know, flashy player matchup here. Uh, but either way, it is going to be on one of the TVs on God's eye. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But one of these two teams, you know, could either one. What is the, what is the ceiling for these two teams? Oh man, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Boise could be the best group of five, and Central Florida should, could compete for the Big Twelve championship. The very Golden Knights. Now, look, let me ask you that question. I know, actually, let, let's uh, hang on one second here. <laughs> 